she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrive Factor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrive Factor framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifactor coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifactorco.com. A great big hello, everyone, and welcome to another guest episode of She Leads, She Thrives podcast. I'm Shannon Dunn, and I'm your host. I am a long-term business and leadership coach and have a, an obsession with thriving is one thing. I also have an obsession with talking with incredible women that are from all around the world, and that brings me to our next guest. Now, Steph and I met, I don't even know when it was, Steph, but sometime in the last couple of years maybe, Um, in the online space, right? Like a lot of the women that you'll hear me introducing and talking to on the podcast, we met online. So I am eternally grateful for the gift of technology and the kind of global networking opportunities that that provides. And I know there's something about Steph that you kind of, your sassiness, your kind of like vibe, everything about you is like, she's cool. And I know uh-huh. we, we chatted and I like a, you know, came and chatted into your group and talked about the Thrive Factor some time ago. You know your archetypes and there's lots of cool, cool stuff happening in your world. And I've also loved watching evolution. And I know we're going to talk about that today because you were a branding queen. Like, let's just lay it out there. You have the queen ruler archetype as well, but you've definitely shifted and changed things even in the time I've known you. So I look forward to talking about that. So before I get you to kind of come and say hello and tell us where you are and where you're from originally, in case anyone gets confused with your accent and where you say you are, um, let me share your official bio so we can get a kind of a vibe for who I'm talking to today. So Steph is the CEO of Jungle Branding Co., which is totally on brand in the background there, a winning <laughs> brand agency based on the Gold Coast Australia, serving clients around the world. She's a winner of the prestigious Female Entrepreneur of the Year Stevie Awards in 2020, what a time to put yourself forward for an award. <laughs> I'm impressed, I'm super impressed with that one. And founder of the Epic Presence Method. Steph has spent the last 17 years working with businesses and entrepreneurs of all sizes to transform them into high-end, premium, multi-six and seven-figure brands. Her mission is to be the catalyst for the change makers, the leaders, and those who will change the world. To help them to be seen and heard and give them the tools to be found by those who are meant 
they are meant to impact. She inspires them to dream bigger, to play in the realms beyond reason. Oh, you so do that. And to imagine the unimaginable and to think the unthinkable and make the moves to get them there. How's that? Oh, I'm the goosebumps and it's yeah. my own That's crazy. It's always cool having, like, listening to someone read out and kind of share your bio and talk about you. I know yeah. I get that too. It's like, oh, yeah, that is me. <laughs> Some cool stuff. So beautiful woman. You are on the Gold Coast, but tell us where you're from originally. I am a California girl. (laughs) More aligned really with where I am, like a West Coast girl. (laughs) So totally. So you've been in Australia though for some time now, haven't you? Yeah, I moved here from San Diego in 2003. Yeah, there you go. So you're a local really. (laughs) Completely. So branding is your thing. But, and again, when I first connected with you, there was no question in my mind about what was, what was, you know, you were all about, but how did you kind of get to this space? And then we'll talk, I want to talk a little bit in a moment about how you've evolved to really own the high end space. But firstly, how did you get into branding and leading the business that you have been leading for so long now? Oh, well, it's a long entrepreneurial journey. I am old, <laughs> older than I look. Uh, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> San Diego we used to run nightclubs and I was a graphic designer and all the flyers got spread around town so I started doing graphics for the restaurants nightclubs and flyers and stuff back when passing out flyers and leaving them on windshields was right when you're allowed to do that (laughs) online maybe even like the beginnings of MySpace wow Uh, so and then so I started a graphic design company And then when we moved to Australia, because as um, I guess an alien, if you call it that, I was not allowed to work. So I had to keep all my clients from overseas, did everything online, over email, started doing websites. And then I just moved to the Gold Coast from Perth and yeah, started a graphic design, web design, and logo design company with printing as well. There you go. There you go. So you really have had like seen an evolution in your industry. And I makes me think that every now and again, I'll drop in when I'm talking to a lot younger kind of business women that I started my business before we had Facebook. And they kind of look at me with this sh- shock and horror of like, you mean there was no social media? That's right. Nothing. <laughs> You're the same. <laughs> Yeah, we had to go networking. We had to do DL drops, advertising like the back of a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> I know, so it's kind of hard to believe because so many people that we interact with as business owners have no understanding of what that's like and what networking was like old-fashioned style. Yeah. Right? Where you literally were handing around business cards and that was the only way to connect with someone was by their email if they had it on there yeah yeah absolutely it was crazy (laughs) too funny too funny to think that so all these years later when was or what was there I guess yeah what was there a catalyst for you to decide that high end was your thing well if I may before I got to the high end stuff I I was really, I had a chronic illness and I had it for 10 years. So I was always in pain and then ended up being a code blue in the hospital, emergency surgery. So not being able to network anymore. And then I also had a baby. Um, So I was like, okay, I can't network. I need to learn how to market a different way. So I had to learn. I learned Facebook ads. I learned how to make funnels. I was the funnel queen for a while. 
you know, doing websites for people. Um, just I started being this jack of all trades and doing all these things for all these people. And then I, the older you get, the more you work with people, the more you realize, like, you can't just jump, start a business and then jump to high end. It's, you really have to know who you don't like to work with and who yeah. you do like to work with, what you actually don't really like to do in your business and what you do. So that's why when I work with people, they have to have been in business for a while because otherwise you just really have no idea True. what you really like. Yeah. And I think a lot, of, like. yeah, a lot of people can actually spend, I guess, a lot of time in that space of not really knowing where they're at and where you guess who they like to work with, who they don't like to work with and have kind of even any idea of what a brand is. Yeah, no, I do a lot of educating. You do? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so it started off like where I'm doing these logos and websites and business cards for people, but then what? Yeah, right. They like do the start a business. They need these particular things. It's like on the list of what you do when you start a business back in the '90s and two, or 2000s, you know, before social media. And then it's like, well, now what? Now where are all the clients? Where do they come from? So learning all the things I've learned and knowing that okay, I really want to take my like I perfected my methodology is like I need to put myself through this right so I did it and I definitely it's a lot easier to hand over a questionnaire than to do one isn't it it is it is so I have did you have I was gonna say did you have moments where you were answering your own questions and going why did I put that in there (laughs) no it was good that was in there they're hard to answer though it really opens your mind in a really like diff like 10 different ways it's really good I love it but definitely easier to give them out. But it came from like, okay, so now what do these people do? So I don't just do logos and business cards and websites. So that's how it evolved into branding because branding, you need a strategy, you need a foundation. If you don't have these things, a business card and a logo, it's like building a business on quicksand. Right. They just spray and you're like, yeah, they're like token visual expressions aren't they but they don't really mean anything without the rest of it yeah you can't see the entire picture of a puzzle without all the pieces yeah you can only see a few pieces it could be like a hundred different things Mm. you know when you're finished so it evolved into just niching down to branding and really mastering my craft like devoting all my time to learning everything and mastering it And then, you know, you learn from clients, good clients, bad clients, good experiences. Everything is needed. That's why being a business for a while is, it's different working with someone who's been around a while because they've learned a lot of lessons. Yes. Good and bad and refined accordingly. It's not failing, it's data collecting and then tweaking what you've got. So Mm it gets more perfect and perfect, constant refinement. Yeah, I think, you we think just quickly about your Thrifader archetypes, the mentor teacher that you and I both have, know that every single experience we have is a lesson yeah. that has value. And it might feel like or be labelled from an outside perspective as a failure, but I'm like, no, it's not. If I learn something from that, which you can learn from everything, then you're it's it's of value, even if it makes you feel crappy while you're going through it. Yeah, while you're in it, it sucks. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. But once you get past that, yeah. you're like, ah, okay. I can get, I can deal with this. Mm. And then it also builds resilience, which you need as an entrepreneur to keep going every time 
something. You crash, you know? Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. So then what was the point where you got to, you know, high end, like developing your own high end brand so that you could then also, I feel like that's kind of a credibility piece to be able to create high end brands in collaboration with your clients because, you know, you kind of like you and I both see stuff online all the time, things that we often message each other about and kind of have the chuckle at different things. But also there's that when someone's kind of pitching something that's a certain level and yet their own expression is so far off that you're like, you, that you kind of, you can't lean into it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Putting myself through my own process and then really getting clear, the older I get, the more I want to simplify, simplify, get rid of everything, just do branding. And I know I, I hired a business strategist to really nail down my methodology. And it's made me realize, obviously, because I think it's always good to have some sort of strategist, mentor, coach at some point. I like. think you have to spend a fortune or anything, but just having outside perspective, because you can't see the label from inside the bottle, uh, that I am actually really really good at what I do like really good and my clients results like it's not always measured in I had a $30,000 month you know straight after you work with me although I have had clients who did 136k week after we launched her new brand with her master classes um, programs and VIP that's amazing but it's about the long-term thing you know uh I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, no, but it did, but okay. So I can jump in there because it makes me think, Steph, that you know, branding like a lot of aspects of the successful strategies to take forward for business, branding's not a one-time thing. As you said, it's it's for a you do it really well, you refine it, yeah, you know, make sure it's on point kind of thing, yeah. and it's about sustainability, right? It's about the long-term impact that you can create by having a a presence that's not just visual, goes beyond the visual, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I remember what I was going to say. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, I'm live. <laughs> so, yeah, so I realized that I am really good at this. and I'm really good at designing high-end looking stuff and the strategies behind speaking to a more elevated audience, finding that premium audience because somebody will buy at every single price point and being able to position yourself look the part when they stalk you, sound the part. And so you can really be this future vision. I don't brand who people are. I brand the future vision. So they have something to step into, ah, evolve into, yeah. grow into. That's yeah. one, probably one of the unique things that I do because I do a lot of stuff intuitively as well. And my whole process takes you through to where it's just a natural evolution and we take off straight at this higher point. Mm -hmm. So you immediately raising your prices. You're immediately understanding your unique genius and signature process. So you can become high end as well, or premium, whatever that looks like to you. 200 K to one person could be 2000 to another. Right. So it's all about you and it's totally unique, like a fingerprint. And that's what I realized, like, I can do this for myself. Mm. I can embody this and stepping into the vibes. And I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's so much fun and juicy. And then my clients know that she knows what she's talking about because she's doing it. I'm watching That's her do it. it. That's it. Totally. It's, it's it. You are truly living it. And 
you know, I'd like to think that we could say that about more people that are out there, you know, and we that have claimed to have a brand, that they're really, truly, authentically living an expression of who they are. Um, but there's no question that you're doing that. And, and I love that I can tell how much fun you're actually having. It doesn't look like a process driven. This is what I said I was going to do and look like and say, and like, these are this is the language I'm going to use. It's like, no, this is actually Steph. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is so good because, you know, one of your other archetypes is the shapeshifter alchemist, which is the archetype that can have challenges with visibility. But instead of kind of being caught in the veils of I'm not really sure who I'm going to be today because I'm chopping and changing and being whoever I feel like, you've kind of used that to your advantage in many regards and shown up as the grounded like enigma, if that makes sense, yeah? Wow. Like I've got a bit of edge, I've got a little bit different, this and that, and, you know, but it all comes together so that there isn't any question about who you are. Yeah, and it's all based on your personality so you can be all the things and yes. still be on brand. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And the fact that you've gone for that high end vibe is in line with your queen ruler archetype because she is the archetype, right. And I remember when I entered, like we were chatting about your archetypes the, like, ages ago now and you were like, yeah, of course I get that queen thing. Like and it was kind of such a cute kind of response that you had like, yes, that is me, but I'm kind of maybe still owning it. <laughs> I've stepped into it. Yes. Yes. Oh, you certainly have. So you talked about using your intuition in the work that you're doing, but that I would imagine would be one part of what makes the branding experience with you quite unique. But what else is there? Like, tell us more about, you know, how you're different to everyone else out there who's claiming that they can, you know, they're a branding specialist or strategist or whatever they call themselves. I do a lot of market research and I look at what all the other branding people are doing, even though they say, don't look at your competitors. I always like to see what's new, what's yeah, out there. Really. I always often say to clients that are like, oh, I got into that comparison thing. I was like, you can look, but use it for inspiration, not for comparison. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, to see, you know, also to really help yourself feel better about how different you are as well. Uh, I have, my methodology starts with energetics and I don't know many people people doing that with branding because it's about your vibe and your energy at the end of the day people the online space is just loads of information and everybody's looking the same sounding the same so how can you with only so many colors on the chart with only so many fonts that people use with only so many words that people can use for their programs or whatever it is they're doing how do you stand out and it's there's a vibe and an energy to this as well and that comes into it along with the future visioning. So I, like I said, I designed for the future vision brand, not who you are now, because if I do who you are now, what you see now is past. You've already manifested it. Yeah. So there's nothing for you to step into, nowhere for you to grow and evolve and to light that fire under your ass, you know? Mm. So that's also what I do different. And I do the design work completely at the end. I don't start with that. I don't ask people okay, do you like, you know, what's your favorite font and what colors do you like? And, you know, things like that. I don't give people a choice of logos. You don't get six to choose from where you can then go to a group and ask everybody and their brother what their opinion is when they have no idea about you, which is one of my pet peeves. Yes, yes, I, I totally get that. And I don't even have to work anywhere kind of near the branding space to to understand how you feel. Because when I see anything like that, 
the visuals. I saw a lot when I was first self-publishing books was the, what do you think I should choose for my book cover through to, yeah, the brand through to my, what colors do you like best through to what price do you think I should, you know, make this thing on? What? No, they're not the people to go to. Might as well ask your dog to point to which one is like smells better to him. People have no idea. Like these brands are birthed and created out of me based on the entire process I go through before I hit the design. Wow. Um, and then I do, you know, I nail down the positioning. Like, I don't know a lot of people, they talk about market positioning, but they're just like, they don't really dive into that at all. And I really know, want to know where you want to sit, how much you want to charge, who the people that are going to pay you, how you look good to them, how you sound to them. Yeah. It's a whole range of things. Um, and then I dive into this abstract, crazy questioning that I get into during the workshop where the questions that I ask people are like, what? That's crazy. I've never heard anybody ask that before. It's out of this world, left, like straight up left turn, yeah. abstract, but it's really paints a picture for me and for them. And they're just like, wow, I never thought of it like this. And then it gives mm. me this. Like I'll know more about this brand than they do by the end of it. Do you know what I mean? And then not to mention their minds are blown open with everything they learn. And the questionnaire that we go through, not only do we use it to build this and create this brand, they now have a document that will give them content ideas for like a year. Yeah. All they have to do is look at one little question and answer, and then they can write a week posts yeah. for a week on one little thing. It's added magic, right? Added magic. That's so yeah. cool. And then I don't make you write your mission statement, your vision statement. During our workshop, the questions I ask, I have this uncanny ability, intuitive, I don't know what it is, to extract things from you and just type out your statements, your vision statements, your positioning, all content for your website, for whatever you're using. You can just use them. I develop the whole brand guide, but I do it. You don't have to do it. The only thing you have to do is show up um, with the workshop, which we do together. I create everything, my mood board, vision board, colors. That's another process on Zoom where we do everything live. There is no emailing, no back and forth. It's done right then and there. I open up Photoshop. We share a screen. I do everything. So when we get off the call, it's done. Yeah, Next stage, same thing. And then I do my presentation, have everything, all my design programs open, anything that needs to be changed, which hasn't happened yet. Everybody's instantly in love what I create because there's a reason for every little swish, swash, mark. I yeah. define it. I tell you what it all means. Everything has a reason behind it. And they're just like, Holy shit. I was going to say, I don't need to ask you, has anyone been unhappy? Because you just answered that before I even had a chance to answer you. I don't even need to make changes. Like I think once I had to change the color of font from navy blue to black and that was it. Do it live right there. So when we get off the phone, it's done. You know what you're getting. And then I give you everything into the folder as we go so you can use it as your heart's content you don't have to wait months for anything and I can do this whole thing in 30 days yeah amazing so there's efficiency it sounds like it's such a a genuine um reflection of the kind of the soul of the person that you're working with or the business you're working with right soul extractor and turn it into 
a visual brand yeah and strategy cool. foundation love it love it I um I'm looking forward to kind of getting a, a sense of some of the brands that you have worked with you can tell me later so that I can go and go what were they like before and what kind of where are they now that they've been stepped like if you're right you know well, actually magic. I had a really really good compliment she said this more than once publicly mm-hmm. in our post that she can never tell who I've done because Ah. nothing there is nothing in anyone's brand that has anything that they can tell that I had a hand in it because it's their brand it's their fingerprint it's their soul not mine reflective look at brands and be like I know who designed that oh completely you can't can't tell with mine you would have no idea who I've designed because they are all so different and she thought that was the coolest thing she's like yeah no that is because you're right it's once you've been like you and I have in the business space for a, a some time and being online where we see a lot of visual sharing, mm-hmm. it, you can kind of go, all right, that and that and that and that and that, like all these different businesses or kind of, you know, a, um, a header, header image for a program someone's running or a masterclass, they all start to look the same. They all look the same. Right. The font is the same. The colors are the same. The background imagery is the same. The kind of the language used and the messaging is the same. It's like, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, right. This is this is not good. So you know what we do when that happens, right? Is that we lean back and we're just like, I'm not kind of like, no, there's nothing about that that's calling me in, making me want to find out more because I can't really tell what this there is that's different or unique or enticing about what's on offer. Yeah. Oh, so, exactly. <laughs> fascinates me that there, though that there is almost been like a trend can we say that of of brands or brands like I'm doing inverted commas for anyone who's listening and not watching the video part of this um that have so much become clones of each other yeah um what's your kind of thoughts on how to I guess, shock people back into themselves and to kind of connecting with their own style, their own expression, rather than, oh, that person seems to be doing really well or they're really successful. If if I make everything I'm creating look like that, I'm obviously going to go down the same path, which is we know is you and I know is not going to be the truth. How, what, how do you work with someone who's, you know, fallen into that looking like everybody else thing? Well, if I'm going to work with someone who's in that category, they're reaching out because they don't want to be in that category anymore. Yeah, so you've got a head start there. <laughs> yeah, so the, I, the only way to jump out of that really is they need someone, anyone to point out their difference. They need to know what makes them unique yeah. because they're all, they all take a course and then they all go away and say the same thing and they take a course and go away and say the same thing it's like little armies of coach clones running around it's like no and then it's all about the sale like transaction oh I made a 50k month or 50k week well okay now are you going to be able to do that again are your clients going to be happy when they're done with you do you even know what the hell you're going to tell them after you've made the sale that's the problem it's like it's when you work with me we figure out what your results are with your clients and how they're going to feel after working with you make sure that you can actually deliver Mm. and you know another point of difference with me is I've got a red carpet client experience that I 
put them through. So they feel like they're premium. They're treated like it. And that's, they can take that and get inspiration and we can Mm -hmm. create a client experience for them, which is just another tick on the box for being high end. And I've got, and it doesn't mean you have to look like you fell out of a magazine or you have to look like everyone else to be high end. It's, it's almost like these people have jumped into quit their job to become a coach and they really have no idea. So they're just doing whatever they see online without having a clue of branding. And their version of branding is their program graphics. Yeah. That's not branding. Oh, I love your branding. Oh, your branding is on fire. That's not branding. That's a flyer. Sorry. always someone that was going to swear um but you're right and this is where I can get you this is the impassioned part of Steph coming out right it's like (laughs) and I understand you know when people like I have to get my brand sorted I've got to get a logo designed and as I said I'm not a branding strategist I'm not a graphic designer but I have a real uh what's the word respect for brand and respect for design because I love it so much and I guess the artist in me understands it in a different kind of a way to a lot of business people I'm like oh and I was like god if that's where we're starting we've got a lot of work to do right if that's where people but you when you think someone comes into a business and maybe they've only ever been an employee and they've heard branding talked about as the logo or the the font or they've seen a brand guide and all that's talked about is the colour and the font and a word that you're allowed to use or not use, you can kind of understand how they have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Branding could be considered like the stuff that people see and consume Mm. of your brand, but your brand is a whole three-dimensional experience it's the perception people have it's the judgments they make when you're not speaking to them so you have to make sure you're intentional about every single touch point your logo is the last thing like no one's going to hire you because you have a cool logo no no like the logo is the is the least important as a designer like starting off as an artist and designer it's like weird to say but your logo really is not that important it is once you have your whole brand sorted Yes, it be, as you said, it becomes a one of those pieces of that puzzle that slots in. And then it's recognition and something people see and they get to know and they realize like, okay, I've seen this around, but they won't even stop to get to know that logo until yeah. they get the vibes of you and what you're saying and your messaging and your voice and how you speak to people and a whole array, array of things. It's, it's everything, isn't it? Completely. So Steph, you know, we've both, mention more than once now that you know we've both been in business for some time like having the opportunity to have kind of sat back and taken on board the different I guess the goodness me the different ways that success is shown in the world what do you think it really takes to be successful as an entrepreneur like you know what's your view of that what have you seen what are the trends you've seen come and go what's the reality that's stuck and been sustainable I think no matter what you're going to do or how many times you pivot or change your mind, do all the things, narrow down to one, do more things, do something else. I think clarity, being crystal clear on what it is you're actually doing at this time and where you want to go with it. Being clear on a whole range of things is a game changer. It's totally underrated because your decisions are easier 
you know which direction to go everything just becomes easier plus mm. people can pick up on that like she's like crystal clear I don't have any questions I'm not confused I don't have doubts which then leads into confidence you have to have yeah. confidence if you're gonna sit and be shy you should probably maybe have a different brand on the front um maybe not be an entrepreneur maybe have yeah be an yeah. employee yeah. <laughs> gotta have confidence totally I, I remember being at a uh, a conference some years ago and there was a group of of um, women in business there that were creatives and there was a lot of talk about being very introverted being like what do you mean I have to be the face of my business and they were all kind of sole you know traders or in their businesses by themselves and a lot of them were like horrified at the thought that they may ever have to show their face or speak in any kind of way to express and, and to market and share what they were selling, which was a range of lots of mostly product businesses of that group. And so the term that was coined around what they were actually doing was shy marketing, but there was variations like of extreme shy, I, I, you're never going to ever see me ever, to yeah. you might see a kind of a still of me, maybe if I'm feeling like I'm on a good day, but I might not probably ever say anything. But that, and a lot of that was because it was a lack of clarity and a lack of confidence. So it's interesting that you talk about those two things. Yeah. yeah. You used to be able to get away with not showing your face, but now Anymore. the global economy, everything is online. Mm. People want to see who they're buying from and they want to speak to at some point, or even if they are never talking to you, they just buy something through a payment link, they buy it, they do it and they consume it. You still have to have, there has to be an element of confidence behind the sales page or the offer or whatever, like in your work mm. on the underneath layers of the vibe, whether or not they see you and your visible confidence, there has to be the confidence in what you're selling yeah. to make the sale. Yeah. Um, otherwise it will end up, I mean, it, it won't grow anywhere. You'll probably just keep making your little sales as you go and that's all it is yeah yeah uh, the so third you'll say we've got clarity and confidence what's the next one resilience ah yes tenacity and resilience yeah gotta be able to roll with the punches yeah learn your lessons and keep going even if you have to take a week off yeah to, to cry or whatever you need to do sit under your desk rocking back and forth you have to be able if you're going to be an entrepreneur take the punches and get up and keep going totally I you know there's so much value in resilience and I was just messaging with a um, someone else that I know quite well online in the online space just in the last couple of weeks and she was talking about the key things that she felt were important for being in business and then she was sharing a story how she received some feedback that she felt was kind of very personalized and unwarranted and it kind of had a really nasty tone to it. And I would say she's quite resilient. Yeah, it was a horrible thing to go through, but it's possible any of us could go through some kind of feedback like that at any point in time, right? And I said to her, you know what, I think one of the biggest things that all of us could benefit from in business more than the kind of the skills of like, how do you market and how do you get clients and all that kind of, how do you price is resilience. So I love, love that you've talked about that. Yeah, because I love, you need it so much more than in kind of regular life, right? Yeah, well, you have to be able to roll with the, like if you're an employee and someone makes a complaint, you're like, oh, well, I'm just receiving it on the phone. It's not my company. I go home at the yes. end of the night with us, like 
knots in your stomach. You feel like you want to puke. You're stressing out going, oh my God, the client is so pissed off. What am I going to do? You throw money out of your own pocket to fix it. You're working extra. You're freaking out. Like, and then you get through it and you're like, oh, but that's, that's like another notch. You know what I mean? Of like, yep, I've got that one under my belt. I can make it through this if it ever happens again. hundred percent. Yeah. Because every new experience that we could face that may have a not so great tone to it, when you can recollect a time where you not necessarily went through the same thing, but felt the same, a similar way, you can go, you know what, I got through that. And this is what I learned from it. And this is, so this is what I can bring in this time. So, you know, that's the the joy of resilience. So they're really great things to consider. I love it. So I've got some questions I'm going to ask every one of the guests on the podcast. So put you kind of in the in the hot seat for now for a moment. And really to bring us back into uh, the themes of She Leads, She Thrive, which is around self-leadership and really looking at well, what thriving really means to us. So we'll start with the first question is, you know, what role does leadership play for you in your life and business? Leadership. Um, yeah. I... I try the stuff that I do for my clients. I try it first. Mm. I I lead myself. I do it. I give it a go. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it doesn't sell. That's okay. I stop talking about it and talk about the next thing. But it, it gives me a whole database full of things that I can work with my clients and say, you know what, you can try this. This is what I did. It didn't work. Maybe you could tweak it for this. Or yeah, um, yeah leadership is huge. I, I'm an Aries, so I'm just a natural born leader. Yes. And I can, I like taking charge, leading, um, but also open to other people's feedback and not just bossy, you know, like mm-hmm. taking on board what everybody has to say, but leading the way. Yeah. So I think leadership is, is very important because if you're just a follower and a copycat, then well, no, you end up with one of, as one of those clones that we talked about before, right? <laughs> for sure, for sure. So the next question I have for everybody is how do you know you're thriving? Like how do you know when you're thriving? What does that look like for you, Steph? Thriving for me is the fact that, oh, God, it's like one, two, three, a list of things. Um, let me see how I'm going to, what order am I going to put this in? Uh Thriving for me is being able to do my client work, have my clients be absolutely stoked, happy, seeing their face light up, and I still have free time to go walk the dog uh, for an hour walk with my husband on the beach, go to a lunch with some girlfriends, go shopping, lay on the couch, work on my own stuff. I have time. I have freedom. I have I'm not worried about money. Like I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm joyful all the time. Like everything that happens, I can just turn around and look and just be, life is just so goddamn good. I wake up in the morning, happy as I go to sleep, happy as that's thriving. Like even though there's ups and downs and roller coasters and I still have to market and show up still tired and grumpy. Sometimes the fact that life has is just amazing is I think yeah thriving I'm healthy happy yeah that's good love my clients I love what I do (laughs) I'm I think um there's opportunity one of the guests that I spoke to just recently uh who's going to be like you on a on the 
show live very soon said to me oh my goodness imagine when you if you took out all the answers to these questions and turned them into their own episode I was like maybe because then that would also be so interesting to hear the similarities but also the nuances between everyone's answers because we are so unique and, and individuals and while we may have similar things that fall into you know well how you know what role does leadership play and what does thriving mean we're also going to have our own take on it so that's really cool so I have one final question but before we get to that one the most important thing right now is where can people connect with you like how, where can they find you you can find me on social media yes. <laughs> um uh Facebook my personal profile is where I do all my business so yeah. Steph Zahalka uh, search for me. I've also got business page, but those are pretty much um, ghost towns lately on okay. Facebook. I find mine's mine's been a little bit more active. I'm oh, not good. putting any more content, but yeah, I was sort of surprised. Like, oh, someone interacted me on my Facebook page. That's good, but I will keep putting content on there. But yeah, the the personal profiles are doing much better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I'm on Instagram, but I'm not there very often. I don't oh. like the direction it's going so much. I used to love scrolling all the images but now they're it's like tiktok i've got tiktok (laughs) the images Uh, move too much and they can sometimes be noisy (laughs) yeah uh my website and i've also got a branding mini series um that's free to watch at the moment so people go binge on it they're all like 10 minutes nine minutes 11 minutes yeah your content is great so we will make sure anyone who is listening in that all the links to find Steph will be in the show notes, which are always going to be on my core website, thrifactorco.com. If you go to the blog, you'll be able to find the different episodes. Uh, and if anyone ever has a problem connecting with one of our guests, just reach out to myself or Team Thrive Factor, and we will make sure that you can find these fabulous individuals. Okay, Miss Steph, final piece of wisdom you'd like to share with the ambitious and genius souls that are tuning in to She Leads, She Thrives. Oh, final bit of wisdom. Mm. Oh, don't wait to do your branding. Oh, nice. Because a lot of people look at it as, oh, I'll do that later. Or I'm not ready yet. I have to yeah. figure out a few things before I do it. Oh, I'll get on a call with you, you know, when, when, uh, you know, when I feel a bit more ready or mm. it's like all this later thing. And it's weird because branding is what gets you to that later thing. Branding is what gets you the money that you can then mm-hmm. invest. Branding is what gets you to make you feel like you've made it. So you're mm-hmm. ready for this stuff. Branding is what gives you the whole, like, it's what helps you figure those things out that you think you're waiting for before you call me. No, we figure this out. We build the mansion. I don't mm-hmm. decorate a room in your favorite in your rental unit I build you the mansion then we build the rooms then we fill it with people and then I decorate it it's your mansion yeah built on solid ground so it won't fall it won't shake it's not quicksand don't wait because there's a reason that all of the successful big money making businesses invest in branding yeah. and they do it really early they all do it mm. and if you're not doing it you're focusing on the wrong things yeah. it makes your marketing easier makes your sales easier it makes the people that work for you more cost effective it makes your decision making easier it makes you talking about what you do and having people love you and want to pay you all of that 
clicks mm-hmm. into place when you understand your brand. So do yeah. not wait. It's a now thing. Yes. So everybody, I hope you you got that. Like it was an extra level of kind of impassioned energy in your voice sharing that, which, yeah. And you you follow Steph online for any amount of time, that same beautiful energy, impassioned energy will come through. It's like, what do you mean? You you know, you can't spend time with you, Steph, and and go, I'm not really sure why I need branding because you are so clear about, as you said, educating people about the, the value of it and that, yeah, don't wait. So that's very, very cool. So my beautiful friend, thank you so much for being here and being a guest on She Leads, She Thrives. I look forward to sharing your episode and sharing you with the world as we are our followers all and listeners all the time. Listeners, thank you for tuning in and listening to Steph and I have a chat today. Uh, I hope that you really got what she said about branding. Like there's some really <laughs> cool, cool nuggets of, of wisdom there to take action on. And, you know, you don't have to necessarily... Let the fear, I think another thing that I hear, Steph, is a fear of, but I can't afford to do branding or I can't afford branding to do it like to do it properly. So I just won't do it at all. And no, I would disagree with that as well and suggest that someone speak to someone like you and find out what the process is and where they can start. So they're not doing nothing, waiting for that magical time in the future that probably will never arrive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if everybody waited till they were ready, no one would have kids. No, no one would do anything. <laughs> you got to do it. And there's always different price points. There's different entry levels all the way up to the high end. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Just got to get it going. That's it. So. No hesitation, people. No hesitation. So thank you, everyone, for listening in. Thank you again, Steph. Thank uh, you. Have a beautiful day wherever you are listening to us from in the world. And I look forward to being back with another episode very soon. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.